Hello, everyone. Welcome to Titan Alumni Talks, a weekly podcast where we talk to alumni about their experience in the Cal State Fullerton. For this week's episode, we have Travis Lindsay, who graduated from Cal State Fullerton with a double bachelor's in economics and finance. He also got his master's of business admin in entrepreneurship. He is currently an adjunct professor at Cal State Fullerton, and he is the founder of Titan Angels. Stay tuned to listen to his awesome advice about entrepreneurship and risk-taking. Check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash alumni to listen to all previous episodes. So a lot of this entrepreneurship that you do, it's more of you having to step out of your comfort zone and just find different opportunities wherever they could present themselves rather than it sort of being handed to you. Maybe in like most careers where someone can come to you and ask you for work or like ask for you to be an intern for them or ask for you to be an employee. Entrepreneurship, you need to put a lot of work out there. Yeah, and so uh, one of the things you have to really get comfortable with is ambiguity. Uh, so you're, you're never going to know the exact answer to anything ever in entrepreneurship. I mean, think of it this way. You're starting a business. You don't know how many units you're going to sell of, your, of, your, of the product that you're making or the service that you're uh, or, uh, uh, developing for people. And so you just have to you know, do research, uh, talk with customers, try, try to figure that stuff out. But eventually, you just have to uh, pull the trigger and just go with it. Uh, so you have to take like a little leap of faith and just try it out and so yeah it's you really have to change your mindset you you can't think of it in terms of of comfort or you know getting out of your comfort zone or anything like that you just got to think of it in terms of uh just a, a continuous focus on building new things and so that's that's something that you know I, i've struggled with over over the years i'm sure i, I know other entrepreneurs have uh but yeah it's it's definitely a at a certain level, it's definitely a mindset. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not relying on anybody else to dictate what you're gonna do on a day-to-day basis. You've gotta figure it out for yourself and build it out. And it is stressful because you have, you have other people that are relying on you for you know, more or less their livelihoods. Uh, so you, you, gotta, you gotta stick to it. You've gotta build a business. You gotta keep up with payroll and the, the, no, I, I haven't, you know, had to build or keep a payroll or anything like that. I've been, you know, a solopreneur uh, throughout my professional career so far. Uh, but, you know, at our investment fund, um, we are responsible for investing hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so that's, that's a pretty big responsibility. And uh, you feel that every day. And if you ever, you know, want to take some time off or, you know, just not work as hard as, as, or, or work, you know, less hard because you want to watch Gilmore Girls or something like that. Uh, you don't because you have that responsibility to, you know, produce for people. So you just keep on working and you keep on building, and that's what your focus is. Uh, you know, uh, my mindset is at a base level, kind of more looking at what are the 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 downside risk of things, the the negative possibilities, and that's. You know, that, that's probably a good mindset to have when you're investing uh, because, you know, when you're an investor, one of the things that you want to do, one of the prime objectives is to not lose money. But as an entrepreneur, your mindset really needs to be more of that, that growth mindset. You have to be a little bit more optimistic. You have to, you know, think that things are going to work and you're going to have to take risks because, again, you have to be comfortable with that ambiguity and you have to work on building things. Uh, so, I mean, even like with... Uh, 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 what you're doing with this. I mean, this is a, a leap of faith. You don't know how people are going to respond to it. Uh, you don't know if anybody's going to watch it or not. 
but you, you do it anyway. So you spend uh, a, a few hours of, of your time and it's valuable time. Uh, another example would be uh, coders, computer programmers. Uh, you build out code, you build out a program. Uh, sure, it's some of your time, but the upside of that is that you could actually build a business that uh, could get funding uh, and could you know, go IPO and you can make tens of millions of dollars. And so you want to take risks that have a, a huge upside, but a, a limited downside. Um, and that is, I think, the best mindset that an entrepreneur could have uh, when thinking in terms of risk and risk management or risk mitigation. Uh, so yeah, you want to take those risks that have a higher upside and a manageable downside. Now, as you build your business, of course, you have to take bigger and bigger risks and the and the that calculus of uh, the upside versus the downside might become more difficult over time, especially you know like if you're if you're like a Google or you're uh, some other company and so let's say that you have built out a business and that you're making a, a few million dollars a year and now you start to hire out more and more employees you've got maybe 20 employees do you do you hire another 30 employees so that you can build your business and get from that, you know, four or $5 million plateau and, you know, try to build it out to $50 million? Or do you hold back a little bit? Uh, throughout most of, you know, history, it's, it's, been a, it's been a pretty good bet. You know, you hire on more people, you build out the business, you grow it out, and uh, you can get increased success. But there's, you know, there's always those events that can come, come down the pipe that can hurt your business. It could be a pandemic, a one, once in a hundred years pandemic that could, you know, totally flatten the economy. Uh, it could just be a downturn in your industry, or maybe, you know, somebody else can come, uh, come into your, uh, your industry and totally disrupt it. So the, the, the calculus in terms of downside and upside risk uh, really gets a little bit more tricky as you grow your business because you have a lot more to lose. Yeah, and I mean, let's take your blog, or not your blog, I'm sorry, uh, uh, your podcast as an example. I mean, there's a lot of people who start out doing podcasts, and uh, if they start building up a following over time, they could branch out into other activities. Uh, you could be like a Gary Vaynerchuk, and you could start doing consulting for other companies, help them figure out how to, you know, effectively market what they're doing. Um, you could uh, be like a Joe Rogan, or, you know, any number of comedians who now have podcasts, and you could... Uh, start selling items, uh, you know, kind of like as uh, like endorsement deals. You can start doing that stuff. You can start writing books. You can start doing a number of things. So what you're doing is you're building a platform. You're building credibility within your space, and people will, uh, you know, eventually see it. But it does it does take time. Uh, you could, you know, circumvent all that and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, uh, pay somebody to write a book for you. Uh, marketed and you know maybe that'll work maybe it won't but what you're doing is more organic and you will build up those those skills and that reputation over time so that you could do other things with it uh and, you know maybe it is as a, a job for another or for a corporation or maybe it's it'll be as a consultant for corporations you know on the pr side or marketing side or whatever the case may be in your situation uh what, what what's what's your background uh, I'm a computer science major with a minor in math and physics. So it doesn't seem like it would fit in this uh, whole podcasting realm where maybe a communication major would be more applicable. But I just like to branch out just to try different things and see if it works, then it works. And if it doesn't, there's always something else that I can fall back on. And I'm not too, uh, let's say, hell bent on one thing.
Yeah, so I mean, no, that, that, that's perfect. So you are extremely unique within your space, right? So I mean, there's a couple of, there, there's a few science uh, podcasts out there. There's a number of uh, science math blogs out there, uh, but there's, there's not anywhere near as many as there are in the marketing space or in the general business space. So you are offering something that is completely different from uh, everybody else. Uh, so that is, that's, you're already differentiated from, uh, from your competitors and you can lean into that. Uh, so I, I don't know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, telling you what to do here or anything like that, but I mean, you could do a lot more interviews with people in the space that you're interested in. So you could, you know, reach out to professors and whatnot at Cal State Fullerton that uh, maybe are your professors right now. And then, you know, if you keep this going uh, six, seven months from now, you could start uh, reaching out to people at Caltech or MIT and uh, seeing what they're, if they'd be interested in doing a podcast with you. There's, there's, there's a couple of YouTube channels that I uh, have seen that uh, do that sort of thing and have been doing it for a while. It's a great way, it's a great way to network, uh, to make connections. And I don't know in your situation, maybe or maybe not, you wanna go for a master's or maybe a PhD eventually, but this is, a, this is a good way to make those connections at the very least. And then who knows, maybe you could build it up over time to be something completely different and just evolve it gradually over time. So what, what you're doing right now is you're creating more and more options for yourself, right? Uh, and, you know, that's what I did with the cigar blog and just, you know, in work in general. And I think that that's, that's a good way to look at everything that you do is that the more you do, the more you prove yourself, the more, the more people you get to know, it just increases uh, your, your options uh, for what you can do in the future. Uh, so there's, there's definitely a lot that you can do. Uh, so in your own way, you know, you're, you're being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And the way you're mentioning about the cigar blog and not giving up, that leads into tenacity. And I saw a video that on the CSUF and the Halo business website about the three T's of starting a business. So could you elaborate on that? Yeah. So uh, I believe that they were, and this was, uh, I think that this was an interview that I did, what was that, probably two, three years ago. Uh, so if I, if I recall correctly, the three T's were timing, tenacity, and team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so tenacity or grit uh, is something that you need. So uh, what does that mean? Uh, you're going to face obstacles no matter what you do. And you've got to keep on working at it, working at it, working at it uh, until stuff starts going your way. And especially early on when you're probably working on an idea by yourself, and what makes the difference between success and failure is just the amount of you know, quality time you put into it. Uh, there will be some dark moments probably, but you just got to keep on producing content. So one of the, one of the issues I had early on was uh, there was this one advertiser that uh, you know, wasn't paying. And so I kept on reaching out, reaching out to them and eventually, you know, got them to pay. I think uh, they, they paid once or twice and then, you know, they, they eventually just ended up ghosting me and I'm not going to name them because they're one of the uh, major cigar retailers online. But uh, in that case, I just, you know, cut ties with them and moved on. Uh, but yeah, tenacity is something that is going to get you through those times where you don't want to continue on working on what your idea is because you're tired or you've got other stuff to do or maybe you want to go hang out with people. Uh, so you've got to really focus and have, I mean, passion is a part of it, but it's, it's more just the, the grit and the tenacity to keep on working through the issues. Um, 
is it something that can really be taught? Uh, I think it can. Uh, it's, it's better if it's taught earlier on. Uh, so, you know, it's just, hey, you've got, you're, a, you're in the fifth grade, you've got homework to do, and you would really like to go outside and play with your friends. Uh, but if you have parents that kind of instill that, that ethic in you, that work ethic in you, it's, it's definitely a plus. And then uh, if you don't have that, or maybe you do to some extent, uh, uh, eventually you're responsible for yourself. And I mean, I see it in our students. They, they work extremely hard. Uh, they are doing, you know, three to five, maybe some of them are doing six classes. And if they're uh, concentrating in entrepreneurship, these are very intensive classes. Uh, there's an extreme amount of workload. So it's something that you just gotta, you just gotta do. Uh, so, you know, keep a schedule, uh, make sure that you have a network of people that will help you keep on task. And, you know, at the heart of it, you just gotta, you just gotta be that kind of person that's going to keep on working and working and working uh, until you get uh, the job done and the job done well. Team is, team is another one, uh, especially for startups. There, you can't know everything. Uh, you don't know everything. And even if you did, you don't have the time to do everything. So sure, starting off your business, you know, you're going to be by yourself. You're going to uh, do the podcast. You're going to edit it. You're going to put it all together. You're going to publish it. You're going to market it yourself. But over time, you're going to need to start adding on people if you want it to grow. Uh, because there's only so much work that, that you alone can do. Uh, so one of the ways that I've had it put to, to me is that maybe each individual person or an, an individual person can produce, you know, $250,000 worth of value a year. Well, if you're, if you stay as a solo entrepreneur, that is the ceiling that you'll ever be able to reach. But once you start adding on more people, it doesn't, they kind of have an additive effect and it's not just, you know, a straight line uh, increase. I think that there are ways that you can, you know, leverage uh, synergies that people create when they start working together. So in other words, if you have four people that all have a $250,000 value ceiling to them uh, individually, okay, that's 250K, but put them together and they might be able to build a business that can create $2 million worth of value a year. Because there is something to working together with people uh, where your ideas can kind of compound on each other and grow into something else that you uh, didn't think was possible beforehand. And it's, you, you become more, you, you become, uh, more than the sum of your parts. And then uh, timing. Timing is one of those qualities that it's kind of hard to pin down. So like, when is it a good time to launch a particular kind of a business? Uh, you know, Google, if they had tried to launch their business 10 years before they did, you know, the, 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 the internet infrastructure wasn't there for them to actually, you know, catch on. Uh, there just weren't that many people online. Uh, it probably would have been a lot more difficult to index the whole internet. Uh, maybe it would have been cost prohibitive to do something like that as well, because computer time was very expensive at that point, you know, early nineties, late eighties. Uh, and then again, you know, if they had started their business 10 years later, uh, probably would have been too late, uh, because other companies were already in the, the, the search engine space. Somebody else would have figured it out. And so the whole point to that is that you have to have good timing for what you do. And then you also mentioned growth mindset. And yeah. 
that's the thing that I believe they are starting to teach students now. When I was a mentor for uh, middle school kids, that was one of the things that was taught in the training module where we have to instill that mindset into students just so they have that grit to begin with and they don't give up as easily as some people who are who have a fixed mindset would. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just in my mind, I'm trying to figure out how dark to get with this, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if for example, you are in a crappy situation, you don't think that you're going to be able to accomplish anything, guess what? You're not going to, you're not going to accomplish anything. Uh, if you just, if that's what, if that's where your mindset is at. Alternatively, if you think that you are, capable of doing great things, that if you could do more, uh, chances are you're probably going to accomplish more than, you know, you otherwise would. And it's, it's, it's not anything like, uh, like the secrets or anything like that. If, if you just conceptualize it, it's going to happen. If you put out those, those good vibes into, uh, into the universe, good things will happen to you. No, it's just that if you take those risks, if you think that you are going to be successful, uh, you're going to work as if you are going to be successful, right? So you're going to, you're going to do better work. Uh, you're not going to do something with the mindset of, oh, this isn't going to work. Uh, because if you do, if, if you think that something is going to fail before you even start it, uh, the quality of your work isn't going to be that great. Uh, you're probably not going to reach out to people and try to build things up. And I mean, like in your example, if you thought that, oh, this podcast, nobody's going to listen to it. Uh, this is just, you know, a way for me to build out my technical abilities and that's about it, or maybe my interviewing abilities, which are very, very good, um, then you probably wouldn't have done a second season of it, right? Uh, but, you know, if you think that you're going to be successful uh, and you, you are optimistic and you, you work towards something, good things can happen. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to be successful, uh, but it, you have a much higher likelihood of, of that happening. Mm -hmm. And that relates a lot um, in like day-to-day -day life. Say a student is trying to figure out if they should skip class or not. There's a lot of that risk of, okay, what if there's a pop quiz in the class? And there's that benefit that could come out of it. I could do something else, maybe work on another homework assignment or another project or learn a new skill instead of going to that class for that day. So you'd find that benefit and cost that comes in from it. So what other advice would you give to students? Um, maybe after, like say seniors who are getting into the job field after the semester's over and hopefully after the pandemic is over, uh, becoming like an entrepreneur because it seems like a perfect time with, um, this is like a so-called necessary forest fire to clean the slate all over again and like allow for rebirth in the job field, in the entrepreneur market. So what, what advice would you give to those students? Right, and I think that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, they always have that kind of like a, a rebirth mentality, right? Because they're, they tend to be more optimistic. Uh, they think that they can uh, solve any problem or build any business. So having that mindset, that growth mindset, that you know, you, you can restart at any time, you could build from nothing, uh, having that confidence uh, is huge. Um, and you know, maybe I'm different from most professors in that from day one in class, I tell my students, hey, if you've got something uh, better to do than coming to this class, maybe you're Maybe you're meeting with somebody, maybe you're meeting with a lawyer to start your business, or maybe you're meeting with a uh, potential advisor that will help you know, grow your business, or you're, you're, you're going to a job interview or something like that. Go do that instead of coming to the class. If you've got something that has a higher value, go to that. So what that leads into is also uh, one of the mindsets of uh, really thinking about your time in terms, or in terms of uh, it being a commodity. It has a value to it. 
And what you're trying to do with uh, every minute of the day is to maximize that value. And uh, it could be reading. Uh, I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of learning in general. Uh, over the last few years, I've read a lot about you know uh, stoicism, uh, strat business strategy from a number of different sources. I just finished uh, reading the autobiography of uh, General Mathis. Uh, I've read Meditations. Uh, I've read On War. So I, 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 I read a lot. Uh, and uh, from my perspective, learning is never a bad thing. Uh, so try to learn as much as you can. Um, and then also uh, focus on doing, doing projects. Uh, start out small, like we were talking about earlier on. Uh, you never know where it's going to lead. If, if you really enjoy doing something, if you really enjoy being a writer, if you really enjoy teaching people about different math concepts, you know, do that. Start up a website. Uh, start publishing blog posts or videos about it. And that stuff can lead to other good things. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but uh, if, you, if you focus on providing value for people and you work at it diligently and you just keep on building up kind of that resume of success, uh, eventually it, it can and sh should lead to something that is bigger than you thought you were capable of when you first started out. Uh, you know, besides that, uh, it's never a bad idea to, to just get a normal job. Uh, one, of the, one of the pieces of advice I got, uh, I was actually my uh, uh, undergrad capstone professor, I believe his name was uh, Professor Jasso. Uh, one of the things that he recommended people doing was going and getting a job in the private sector uh, for a few years and then going out and starting a business. And the reason why he gave that advice was because uh, it, it's always a good thing to learn from companies that are doing things that are being successful and you can learn from them. And uh, if you really are that kind of entrepreneurial person who wants to do their own thing and build up their own, uh, their own business, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get kind of fed up uh, with the whole corporate lifestyle, even if it is a well-run organization. Uh, and, and that will really give you that passion you need to start up a business. And Besides that, you get to see how uh, different businesses are ran. You get to learn new things. And uh, it, it just helps you get a more full picture of how work is done in the real world. Uh, so there's, there's that piece of advice. Uh, but the main piece of advice uh, we always give to uh, young entrepreneurs is start now, right? So uh, even if your idea is, seems huge, you could scale it back so that it is feasible for you at this time. Uh, maybe even if you wanted to uh, start a business where you provide uh, software as a service for Fortune 50 companies, what you could start out doing is you could start a blog, you could start a podcast, you could do interviews with people in those organizations that uh, would potentially be customers of you in the future, people who are decision makers. You could start blogging about uh, best practices for those companies. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do to start building it out and in a limited amount of time too. So you don't have to have 50 hours a week to, to do a blog and a podcast. If you could spend five, six hours a week on it uh, over the course of a year, that's a pretty substantial amount of time. I mean, that's, that's what, seven, eight full-time weeks a year that you're spending on the side project of yours. Uh, so that's basically, you know, two months of full-time work on it in just a year. And uh, it's amazing when you think about things like that, if you extrapolate it out, you know, if you just spend an hour a day on something, uh, you could build out, or you, you, 
at the end of the year, you spent many, many weeks basically working on it. And uh, guess what? No matter, no matter if you do a poor job or you do a great job at it, you're going to have built something uh, that is worth your while. So get started now. Get to work on it, uh, even if it is just as just building yourself up as an influencer. Uh, do that. And like you mentioned previously, we waste a lot of hours maybe on YouTube or Twitter and social media and Hulu, Netflix, when even if we spent those five hours a week, maybe we're binging 10, 15 hours a week. If we took even half of that and converted it to something productive and did that for a course of a year, like you said, that's two full months of progress towards something or a skill that you didn't have before. I get it. I mean, look, the, these are really crappy times right now. And so uh, that binging is kind of like a form of therapy for people, I think. Uh, so you know, if you are listening to this and you are the entrepreneur and you're, and you're, or you want to be that, that entrepreneur, uh, don't think that oh, because you slip a little bit that, you know, you're a bad person or whatever. I mean, it's every hour that you can dedicate to something is, is a positive. So even if it's only an hour a week to start off with, uh, if you start seeing results, you know, that will start feeding on itself and you'll, you'll want to dedicate more and more time to it, especially as you see the, the kind of like the value proposition of that time spent on what it is that you're building. Uh, so yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta start. Uh, one of the things that I do, uh, here I'm in my home office, which is in the garage. I have one of my dogs sleeping next to me and, uh, I basically have three screens up here. The, the top two are for work, and then I have a small little, little screen uh, below one of the monitors where I just have all my to-do lists. Uh, so I just like continuously remind myself that, hey, you got a, you got a bunch of stuff to do. You better get to work. Uh, so whatever it is that you need to do, whatever it is that will make you be more productive, uh, start doing that stuff. And one of the great, or what, one of the quickest ways to be more productive is to do stuff that you actually find interesting. Just going back to what I was saying earlier, I mean, just do stuff that has value to you and you're going to keep on doing more and more of it. And to end it off, is there one thing that maybe you would do differently if you were to, let's say, give advice back to your old uh, college student level? Uh, I think that, uh, like, if I had, like, a piece of advice I could give myself from, like, 15, 16 years ago, uh, it would probably be uh, take more risks, right? So the reality is, and I, I know we've talked about this a little bit already, probably like five, 10 minutes, but the amounts like the, the size of risks that you can take as somebody who's just starting out, uh, the downside is always pretty low, right? So it's not like you're running Coca-Cola or Disney. And if you take a risk that could make your company $5 billion, uh, it could also lead to your company going bankrupt. Uh, when you're first starting out, you don't have that much to lose. And I mean, this is something that I think, you know, you intuitively know, I probably intuitively knew it back then as well. But uh, it was just in my mind that uh, if you take this risk, if you fail, that's, that's not good. Failure is bad. It's kind of just like something that we build into the, to our education system, kind of, kind of how we, we uh, get raised as well. Uh, so if anything, uh, I would go back and tell myself when I was 18 or more likely would be more effective probably when I was like 10 years old is, you know, take more risks, you know, try different things. So what if, uh, if that business that you started the lemonade stand you start doesn't make you a lot of money, at least, you know, you tried something and something good could have happened from it. So thinking more in terms of, uh, the upside 
and less of less on the downside, especially again early on when you don't have that much to lose. Uh, the upside is really what you should be focusing on. So doing those things while you still have the time, and I think everybody does, whether you're you know 21 years old and you're about ready to graduate, or you're 50 years old and you're mid to late career, um, do things that can have a tremendous upside, uh, and you know good things can happen. It's not you know a guarantee that anything good is going to happen again. I mean, a, a lot of startups fail, uh, but. If you want to be successful, if you want to have that kind of success, you're going to have to put in the time and take those risks that have that upside. So again, if, if I had that opportunity to go back and tell myself, I'm sure I had uh, people in my life who were telling me to you know, take risks and stuff like that. Um, I would tell myself early on, yeah, take, take, take more risks, uh, especially if they have a tremendous amount of upside uh, because what, what do you got to lose? right? Maybe some time, maybe a few dollars here or there. Uh, but the upside is, you know, you, you get a lot, at the very least, you're going to get a good experience. You're going to meet new people. Maybe you're going to make some money. And uh, if everything goes great, maybe, maybe you build a business that can actually uh, sustain you for the rest of your life. Uh, maybe it can even be more than that. Maybe you can grow something that you thought was going to be just a, a small knitting website and it becomes this venture backed uh, uh, startup unicorn that is worth billions of dollars. Uh, so you, you never know until you actually go out there and try. So yeah, take more risks. I see. So uh, we're going to end it off there. Thank you so much, Travis. I really appreciate you taking your time to come on here and give fantastic pieces of advice. I know a lot of students would benefit from advice like this because it not only applies to someone who's trying to be an entrepreneur, but just in our day-to-day -day life, like we mentioned prior, there's a lot of risks that we take and a lot of decisions that we choose not to take because we're just worried about the downside. But then if we look at the cost benefit analysis of it, then in reality, there's so much more benefit that we don't see, but it's there. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I, I really appreciate it. This was, I had a great time and uh, I wish you all the best.